0: Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times of ours. And in today's episode, we have two special guests. We have Andronic, and we have Jude, two of our chapter leaders. And we get into a nice, juicy, robust conversation about mediocrity and the, the dangers of mediocrity on many levels, but how pornography feeds into that. Uh, and why we need to really surround ourselves with the right people and the right thoughts, the right environment in order to stay thriving because that's what we all want at the end of the day so why don't you join me in welcoming our guests have fun everybody welcome back everybody got some special special featured guests all the way from well if I tell you where they're from, then you know who they are. We got Lithuania. Who's from Lithuania? Hey. Anyway? I hey. am <laughs> all. I think genetically they traced all of our ancestors back to Lithuania. It's the it's where the Garden of Eden was. Not really. Not really. Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys just got really quiet. It's Africa. Africa, not Lithuania. I think we'd all be I don't know. That's a cold place, isn't it? It's relatively cold out there.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cold. I just came back from Hungary. You know, Hungary was uh, already 15 degrees Celsius. Um, I don't know whether it is Fahrenheit. Um, (laughs) But it's quite warm. It's like springtime for me. And I came back here and it's white everywhere and snowy and cold and wet. (laughs) Yeah, uh, suddenly remembered that I'm in a northern country
0: well we'll segue from terrible weather to somebody who's in a heat wave yeah all the way in the PH yeah. represent, Jude, welcome
2: yeah, nice to be back Philippines has been kind of hot we have two weathers here we have hot and hotter so <laughs> so I have pretty thick skin So, But recently it's been hotter than usual Might be the smoking jeepneys and stuff
0: Ooh, yeah, that's <laughs> gnarly I feel like you have it's, it's hot and wet And then wet and hot It's like hot and wet Is you get wet because it's so hot And then also when it's wet it's also just still hot So hot and wet and wet and hot Wet and hot <laughs> But the emphasis is on one, or not the other Yeah, so welcome And uh, so today we're going to talk about um, Settling and not, not settling How to not settle, yeah? Uh, this topic came about because Andronic, well do you want to give some context? Do you want to Do you want to read it? Do you have access to it? Um, Uh, I can read it if you want. Yeah, I can read it. Okay, you got it. Okay. play it on us.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, basically, um, it was uh, something that came up as part of an Ascent call. We had a couple weeks ago, or last week, uh, and with the guys that I'm in a group with, we were discussing... Uh, very big and existential questions. <laughs> now, just basically, we were talking about um, boredom, and this conversation about boredom expanded into a broader conversation about how it's important for men um, to have something interesting in their lives. And I guess I'll read the direct kind of reflection or, or sum up of that. A man's life can get very difficult when he settles for what he has, not what he wants, for too long. Mm. It is greatly beneficial for men to keep working on something, their physical strength, business, hobbies, life of faith, etc., and have milestones in place for measurement of success, so that they can feel a sense of achievement and fulfillment. And uh, yeah, this is something that we came up with uh, from our conversation because I think it's uh, it's quite a u- universal men's experience in a sense that we need to occupy ourselves in life with um, things that create a sense of achievement. And it's all too easy once all kinds of uh, obligations and, and uh, commitments come into our life to settle for the norm or settle for what is because, okay, there's... Now I have a wife uh, and a relationship to take care of and there's a job and maybe then there's children and all kinds of things start piling up and um, definitely in many ways can become really hard to stay ambitious or keep a kind of very youthful energy um, where the world is your playground and you can freely experiment and try try things, work on yourself. even create a basic schedule for yourself that you follow yeah. and, and that keeps you working on yourself and keeps you improving. Um, yeah, so basically that's the base of this uh, conversation. Uh, with the guys in my group, we, we, we kind of all resonated with that and expressed this that Ah, yeah, I feel this in my life. Um, I, like, you know, some, some might feel that they don't even know what they want and they don't even know what to pursue Um, but they definitely all feel like that's not a good state for them like not knowing not working on anything it uh, creates opportunities for boredom and for mm, just a sense of uselessness or being (laughs) useless Uh Um, and that's not a good state to be in for guys especially
0: yeah, well I'd say it's not a good state for anybody But men, when they have that energy built up inside of them Will wreak havoc on their environment This is, a, uh, you know, one of my best friends growing up Had so much creative energy uh, But he had a really bad environment So he was just in and out of jail a lot Because he was using that energy to mm. destroy his environment, right? And so... It, wow. even a destructive energy can be used constructively like you, like I noticed in my boys right every once in a while they just want to break something and that's scary <laughs> to some people but it's actually it's you have as, as a part of growth you have to break a part of the old in order for the new to be recreated right it's like the process of death and resurrection um and so all that energy has a place but if it lies dormant uh, it festers and it grows and it comes out in ways that you can't control because it's just you don't even understand it. You just go from you know, sitting on your couch to doing something really stupid with your life and it's this destructive energy kind of unleashed. So you, we need to absolutely be productive. Everybody. Men and women. But I, I don't see like you can look at the stats they're very clear like the violent crimes and these sexual assaults and all it's like 99% men always because it's that it's that dominating energy that we have that if it goes unchecked we use it in very disturbing ways like with our fallen nature so absolutely um, have you noticed something similar Jude that uh, uh, if we settle for too long bad things happen
2: um, definitely um, I think that we were born or we were coming from God we were created with a like some sort of divine drive to really go for greatness and um, when that drive is like not really given a time to really get released um, I think really the decline of uh, man and woman starts um like like i've been looking at the zoos recently and i don't enjoy going to zoos because they look so depressed <laughs> Like, Zeus, we're, Zeus, we're, like, Zeus. animal Zeus. I yeah. thought you were saying Zeus, yes. the ah. god. Yeah, I'm I'm Greek Zeus. God. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Greek God recently. <laughs> <laughs> Zeus, I went to the Zeus re- recently, and the animals are so depressed, and yeah, yeah. they were like just sitting there bored. And they eventually would. There are a lot of history in the Philippines where animals would just kill themselves they stop eating they hit their head on the like glass Those wall and monkeys. they just die Ah yeah yeah in bahol in bahol yeah yeah so the Tarshir what they ones called? we Those never little... had them in the, the Tarshir.
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: we never had them in yeah. any captivities and they're now ex- almost going extinct because they get so stressed and they kill themselves <laughs> they hit oh them like
0: so yeah let's. Because I was so shocked by this I was, I was asking When Jude and I We went to Bahal Beautiful place They were talking about These little monkeys They're the size of your finger They're it's apparently super cute And they live in captivity now Because their environment's You know under threat Due to human activity And But in captivity They're killing themselves By banging their head Because they're not living In a natural state and they can't roam freely, but also they keep them in, uh, they keep them up during the day and they're nocturnal, right? So they're really stressed out because they're so tired. And so, yeah, that's such a crazy point that even in captivity, animals, they, they can't use that energy. It's really like a matter of energy expulsion, using that energy uh, well, otherwise it destroys us in a way. So, which you went to but, a zoo? Is that you yeah, recently and, went to a zoo?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it was really depressing. And I'm looking at it. What if humans were were uh, treated like this? And one a voice inside of me said, "What do you mean? We're already <laughs> doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're already doing this. You know, people yeah. go into their offices with the job they hate." They hate. They could be artists they could be musicians they could be writers and they're stuck in a dead-end job like being depressed so that kind of divine drive to push for something greater um gets stuck and it comes out like what you said comes out in a negative way in a destructive way so Mm -hmm. in the philippines i think that drive kind of uh, gets blocked too much sure because one example in in universities parents would usually say go, don't go into arts don't go into music don't go into it's I not, think safe. not only the philippines i think it's world yeah
0: yeah i
2: think it is yeah, world it's worldwide. worldwide you won't get any good job you won't get any yeah, good yeah, yeah. money and and then they would usually go into an office job and they would d- usually kill themselves or Uh, the worst yeah that's the worst case scenario like they would kill themselves (laughs) but another worst case scenario is they would cheat on their wives and just 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 to escape from the life that or the the captivity the zoo captivity that is their life they would uh go into something they wouldn't even dream of doing so Hmm. i think Hmm. settling for mediocrity or like you know cutting off that divine drive to do greater things is really dangerous and it kind of puts us as a species, species to, the, uh, to a decline. So I think that's yeah. really a good insight.
0: It's So even, you know, they, they've they been looking at things like Alzheimer's and as you get older, this, this idea that um, the brain can just stop working at some point. It used to be, oh, it's just the genetic disorder. Now, it really seems like it's a combination of food. There's the food element, but also they've discovered that it's just your brain adapting to its environment. So, oh, so you're not going to use me. I guess I'll just go to sleep, right? And and your your body just starts turning off. And it's the same with your physical body. If you stop exercising, you get really sick at at, at older and older you need to exercise in order to stay cognitively aware like it helps your brain but it just moves things around so you're moving you you know you're just getting things flowing and we're not meant to be static it's it's a very unnatural state because nothing in nature stays still everything is moving you know they have those time-lapse videos of the grass or the ocean or whatever something that looks still but everything is always moving even a rock is has elements of it. It's energy that's moving, right? So to be... And in the Divine Principle, it says that's the one thing that's in our domain of responsibility, which is internal growth. Everything else grows naturally and moves naturally. And if we stop moving, bad things happen. And when you guys were talking, it yeah. sounded to me like you either are building up, and you're creating a life, and it's going outwards step by step. You're building, like, over decades. You're building your financial wealth you're building your relationship wealth by investing in good relationships you're investing in your brain your you know all sorts of things that that grows over time or you're building downward which is you're digging yourself into a deeper and deeper hole of bad decisions and and mediocrity is kind of like slowly digging a hole and you don't even know it's like it's like quicksand, I guess, where you don't even recognize that you're in it until you're kind of way too deep. (laughs) Uh, Because we were actually, as a core staff, just meeting today about why don't people, we have way more people joining our programs to get out of the hole because they're they're stuck with porn or they have some bad thing in their life that they wanna get rid of. And we have way less people, it's hard to convince people to join our program who aren't struggling yet. Like, hey, we have this new marriage course. It's called Radiant. Why don't you join it now so that in 10 years you could be like the best, happiest couple that you know. And they're like, yeah, but it's not an emergency, so I'll do it later. And this yeah,
2: definitely. <laughs>
0: is dangerous because that's a sign actually. That's a sign of mediocrity. If you don't want to thrive, then it means that you're very comfortable just with status quo. And that's a very dangerous place to be so why do you guys think that people settle for mediocrity what why would somebody choose meh over yeah like like a life where they (laughs) are just scraping by they have just enough nothing's really they're not proud of anything in particular of their life they you know but they're nothing's terrible why do you think people do that to themselves And do you even think that's a problem because i mean that question says why do people settle for mediocrity some people might say that mediocrity is not that bad right yeah and i think this
1: is where like uh we need to thread it carefully because of course uh office jobs need to be filled up and we're not here to hit on office jobs (laughs) yeah Uh, there's definitely stuff that needs to be done in society and uh, in, in our cities, certain jobs that are, aren't desirable I guess what we're talking more about is the attitude the attitude that we're coming at with life the attitude that we're attacking life with uh, there's this attitude of settling of settling for what you have even though you might want more and there's the attitude of I want something i'll get it Mm. Uh, i could see this very clearly um like actually my past year has been a lot about this about getting out of comfort zones and about uh allowing myself to pursue the things that i desire that i think i really want not just what i can have and uh, i mean i'm young I'm, i'm 24 years old uh it's exactly the time when uh last year i was Getting my first car. This is something that <laughs> it became such a big thing, actually. I as a young male got the desire to have my own car. <laughs> you know, it's it's a thing. You want your own independence, you want to move around, you want to be able to give people a ride sometimes. It's yeah, it's just a thing that happens, okay? It's it's I think it's very natural, it's very normal. Um yeah how, the, the amount of obstacles I ran into with this like okay I want a car the wife says why do you want a car it's expensive use public transport <laughs> <laughs> hey, I the, get par- the parents say why do you want a car you don't understand how expensive it is you have no idea yet like, what, just, you know, is public transport not good enough for you uh, whatever, whatever.
0: Sure.
1: there's so many of these things that start like pressing on you like okay uh, you have this ambition but these these voices of and they may be voices of reason they're telling you no it's too much it's too expensive it's whatever whatever you don't understand uh you don't know yet it's gonna be problems for you and whatever yeah. um luckily <laughs> i'm uh i'm a special kind of uh what do you say not Special stupid, but, uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, anyway, I, I really stuck with my gut feeling that I want a car and I'll get a car. And uh, yeah, and, and last March I got a car, um, even though my wife wasn't that supportive of that. And my, my father, who's like, he's he really knows cars, he really understands. I mean, he's he's coming from that engineering and mechanics background, and is like, okay, um, anyway, you. I think you don't understand what you're getting yourself into, but since I can't stop you, I'll help you. So with his help, we got this first car. Yeah, it turned out to be, you know, at my budget, what car can you get? You can get a piece of crap uh, that has four wheels and that runs, uh, <laughs> but that usually causes you quite a few issues and quite a few headaches. Um, But through this experience, you know, I still ended up feeling like, uh, yeah, this was good for me. I got something, I drove it, it broke, we fixed it, it broke again, we fixed it again, it cost a whole lot of money. But through this experience of achieving my dream, achieving my ambition to have my own car, I grew as a person. I became a more ambitious guy who reaffirmed in himself that, huh, like I want something and I can achieve it. And maybe now that I have it for almost a year, I think maybe, yeah, this is actually expensive and I don't know how much I actually needed. But I went through a whole experience of knowing and experimenting and learning that, like all these things. And now I want new things. And I have a be- like ground level belief in me that I can achieve it i can if i really want to i can make it and i have this experience that yeah there will be people telling me that no it's not good it's not logical it's expensive or whatever i know that i can go past these voices um and that me going for what i believe i want i want to make in my life is a net positive there's i mean uh, I know I've been rambling for a bit here, but there's this other thing with the whole example here. Um, when we when we allow ourselves to pursue our dreams, when we allow ourselves to um, be a bit bold and ambitious in life, it kind of brings out a certain spirit out of us, a spirit of a person who's an achiever, who's a doer, who's an action person. And even sometimes you can make mistakes with that spirit but and, and you can sometimes you know yeah with that ambition buy a car that ends up costing you a lot and whatever but you're adopting a personality or like a uh, an identity of a person who's not anymore a settler for just what he has uh, to answer like to come back to that question that you asked andrew i think one thing is definitely the voices around us people a lot of us people are stuck in the same circumstance that yeah. maybe we didn't allow ourselves something or we settled and i don't know it's somehow we don't really like it when others achieve what we didn't <laughs> i think that's something like that <laughs> or
0: even on a more kind of friendly level people just don't like change and they don't want you to change mm. Because they want you to be the person that they want you to be. It's tough for parents to accept that their kids are getting older and can make their own decisions. It's tough for friends. If you were one way, like when I joined the church, I had a friend who was so mad at me. He's like, cause he said, you always made fun of God. You like, And now you say you believe in God? Like, what's, <laughs> You can't do that. Yeah. And I was like, what? I, well, I just didn't know what I yeah. didn't know. Like, Why can't I change? And he was so so angry at me for changing that he still to this that was uh, I don't know 17 years ago something like that he he, he still won't talk to me because he just refuses to accept that I've evolved that I've changed and so it comes some people yeah it's insecurity because you're going past them right or you're evolving past them and they can kind of sense like wait but, but then but then you'll go and then you won't need me anymore and it's kind of like this desperate plea to keep you in their grasp but for other people it's honestly they just it's more convenient for them if you don't change because then they know like let's say you go from the shy guy to the quirky guy that everybody's like wait can you do that you but you're this thing and i want you to stay this thing because i can put you in this box and it's it's it kind of not it's not i don't believe it has like there's evil intent i think it's just uh limitations their limitations they want to limit you so that you can all be limited together right what well, you going to say yeah. something jude yeah
2: uh, yeah i agree
0: <laughs>
2: but <clears throat> but uh yeah that's that's one factor uh that's uh-huh. one factor i think the voices in the environment really like gives uh makes mediocrity a chance to rise um especially um, looking at Asia when there's a saying in Japan that I forgot it but if you're different you're you're like you're you are different you are you are like you you do not belong. Uh, if the nail uh, that uh, sticks this, its head up yeah, gets yeah, yeah, yeah. smashed yeah. by the hammer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the nail thing. And that kinda of makes things um, a bit easier for a bit easier for the for the feeling of mediocrity to arise the feeling of uh being yeah i'll, I'll settle for this but it's looking at the society a societal level it's actually really crazy because before being like mediocre or uh, being pretty mid at something isn't really looked upon as something as acceptable i was watching amadeus uh, if you guys watched That's it, it's such about, a good
0: movie. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It, it's a good. So that that, that on the last scene, that the Salieri, Salieri says, mm,
0: yeah, "I yeah.
2: am the patron saint of mediocrity. Yeah. I'll <laughs> like I'll forgive the mediocrity. So they're looking at mediocrity as a sin, and they're looking at it as like, if you're not great, you are sinning, and. And Salieri was really insulted by how great God made uh, Mozart. So, yeah. right. But right now, it's actually kind of crazy how we, as a society, society, we as a society, went into like not accepting mediocrity into the present day of encouraging mediocrity. So. It's really, it's really crazy on that. That's that's on like the societal level, but I think on the personal level, on why do we settle for mediocrity, is like there's really, looking at the programs on Ascend and many things, people are afraid, of. People are afraid. (laughs) They're doubting themselves. Can I really change? Can I really become greater? I'm used to this. I'm used to being a slob or something. Well, for me, I have this um, before and well, even now. I think I have this kind of fear of failure. So that fear of failure drives me to do something like greater, but it also drives me to be mediocre. It's like, okay, if I don't do something risky and great, I won't fail so i'll just settle for this eh, i mean i'll just settle for this type of numbers instead of pushing myself to get that type of big 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 results or become really great so i think there is also a like environmental level of why mediocrity arises but there's also this level of you know internal conflict i would call it of self doubt, fear, and you know, um, fear of failing. So I think it goes both ways, so internal and external.
0: Hey, just a quick interruption to tell you about the 40 day high noon challenge. If you're trying to find a way to start living a high noon life today with no shadows and create a radiant blessing, then this simple challenge is for you. We will send you daily lessons from our team that will keep you motivated on your journey. It's totally free, guys, and you'll get constant content directly to you. Just sign up today at highnoon.org slash challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Because it also matters. I really like that idea that I think you were saying, Andronic, that this is not to bash office workers. It has nothing to do with your vocation actually because there's a lot of people that just want to work to have something stable to support their situation to support their family and that's fantastic actually that doesn't necessarily equate to mediocrity it's your motivation for doing it because if you could be the best police officer or the best officer like how much better would our society be if we had uh... really enthusiastic people working in the dmv you know the where you get your driver's license and where the most miserable people usually work like oh my god or the post office yesterday out here is i was in the post office here in vietnam yesterday and i was just laughing because it's just terrible everywhere in the world that you go like it's just this that job attracts just mediocrity to to an nth degree but um there's there's definitely uh There's a heavenly way of striving for stuff. And then there's also the needy way, the TikTok way, the social media way where like, I wanna be a celebrity so that I can be celebrated so that people can love me. And it's actually out of a a fear of not belonging. And so there's, uh, what I'm saying is you can want to strive for greatness for bad reasons and you'll never be happy. And you can also, Like Do something that doesn't look flashy, like work in an office, but do it and and refuse to be mediocre at that, to be exceptional at whatever you do and be fulfilled. I knew one guy who was a dad who, uh, he was in car sales and he was making quite a bit of money, but he would have regular discussions with his kids and said, look, this business that I'm in can go sideways at any time and I'm ready to start working as a greeter at Walmart And I'll be the best greeter in the world, and I'll rise to a somebody who stocks the shelves, and within a short while, I'll do that so well that they'll bump me up to management, and I'll just climb because, like, I just want—I'll do whatever it takes to be great, to to provide for you guys, right? And I think that's such a great framework because we equate greatness with celebrity, with fame, with uh, money or whatever, and that's not what this is about, right? But I also want to get into what you're talking about, Jude. You're talking about the Ascend course. Um, because I want to tie in porn usage, masturbation, sexual like deviance with mediocrity. Because I think this is so important for people to understand how it's connected. And this is kind of where the conversation arose from Andronic's Ascend group, right? Um, so what do you guys have to say about that? Like, How, how do you think mediocrity plays into... Sexuality and porn, in general. Mm. Have you thought about that? Mm, I, th- mm.
2: Mm. I I think going back to the first thing that I said, we humans have was given this like divine drive to pursue greater things. Especially when we're the first thing we're talking about is men, especially men. Is um when yeah again God gave us this divine drive to pursue greater things. I think um, one of the things is to really, one thing is provide for for the partner and have a good marriage, and have a good, like rich, uh, sense of love, love for our partner, and putting it, um, tying in pornography and masturbation. That kind of tricks our our mind or our self that okay i'm sexually satisfied i have a partner i i am satisfied already physically so i won't strive to greater because i'm already getting this fake love in this state so as i think um that i mean pornography kind of um cuts off or kind of cheats in a sense cheats on our drive to pursue something greater because we're already getting uh that that purpose where right now using pornography but that type of uh satisfaction of love is not really real so it kind of tricks our mind and body and our spirit to settle for what we have now and be comfortable with what we have now so that We don't strive for anything greater. So I think that in that looking inwardly um, and I was deep in that hole of pornography and masturbation. I never really had, uh, I always felt bad, but I never really had the motivation to get out of it. Or I always felt bad. I felt empty after it, but I never really... Wanted to. I never. I never really thought of, of um, being something greater in the context of a marriage or in a context of a uh, relationship. And I think it's because I'm already getting that sort of fake love. But I think sure. my spirit realizes that it's fake love. So that's why it feels bad to do it. That's why it feels empty. Mm-mm. And right now, and one thing also, yeah, one thing also that I thought of, because pornography and, like, you know, masturbating is kind of a an short and easy way to get that fake love. And as humans, I think we are hardwired to really work for something for when that is worth getting for or work for something great. And that, the putting pornography in that cycle kind of messes our whole, uh, hard wiring in our brain and makes us more depressed, makes us more like less, less likely to achieve something greater, less likely to be more, um, I mean, it makes us comfortable in what we already have, which is not really that good if you have if you're in a deep hole. So one type of that example is why I shaved my hair. <laughs> I was telling this to Andrew and everybody who was questioning me. <laughs> um, one one thing is because I want to lose weight. So is your hair 10 pounds or something? <laughs> no no. <laughs> no. It's like um when I had my long hair uh it kind of hides the fat from my face. Long hair guys, shout out. But <laughs> it it <laughs> it kind of made me comfortable with how my how my body is and how my fat, my body is getting, how heavy I'm getting. So I when I look at the mirror and I said, "Oh, this is not okay. This is this is like this is what the opposite of what I want because I'm getting comfortable in being unhealthy. So one thing that I thought of is I'll make myself uncomfortable in making in, in being healthy. So I shaved my head off. no shaved my hair off, not head. <laughs> I yeah, shaved so my <laughs> important distinction. <laughs> I shaved my hair off because honestly I'm uncomfortable people seeing me like this, but one good thing that one good thing that uh if your head is shaved it it highlights your face and if your face isn't is as big as mine, <laughs> it doesn't really make a very handsome person. So it kind of it's it makes me uncomfortable so it pushes me to lose more weight. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. <laughs>
0: It is. I want to swing back to what you were saying about uh, masturbation and about porn because um, people that I mean, it's definitely been proven that sex was always the reward in the past. It means that you you got the lady. So in in the in the wild in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. It's like you always have to fight to mate. You always have to do some sort of... uh, You have to fight another male or you have to fight the female. You got to do something uh, in order to get that victory. And it was the same in, in like the human reality up until porn came into play where you always had to prove yourself. You had to do something. And in healthy relationships, it's the same actually. Sexuality... You have to grow internally Now that you guys are blessed I'm sure you understand this In between Sexual You know Like connecting with your spouse Sexually The only way that you can do that In a healthy way Where you're both very much Into it And want each other Is only if you Internally grow first So the internal Always precedes the external Because If you're still fighting Over the same stuff Then you don't want to Touch each other You're like Get away from it You're frustrating me and if you can't forgive each other and you didn't you didn't grow in that way then you're still stuck and you don't it's not a pleasurable experience but if you actually uh in between making love grow in some way then it's like a celebration it's a coming together literally and figuratively figuratively of of two people who are celebrating each other's internal victories, that I feel closer to you and I want to give myself to you. Which is, to me, the whole purpose of the blessing is to create an environment where two people choose each other every single day. Like, I choose you. I could choose anybody else, but I choose you. Not because I have to, but because my heart, I want to give myself to you over and over again. But you know that that's not true every day because... There's the fighting, there's you know, stuff like this. So in order to actually genuinely choose each other, you have to grow internally first. And then you celebrate externally through sex. And of course, that's not just an external experience, but it's how you show each other substantially that you're on the same page. And it's this beautiful thing. And porn gets in the way of all of that because it skips the growth and it goes right to the reward. It's like having cake for breakfast and you know You didn't do anything yet It's a, the worst breakfast you can have So Yeah I, Porn undermines any, any possible growth Which is why it feels rotten Because you're stuck But you got the victory And you know you didn't deserve that victory
1: mm. Yeah Yeah. So it's a shortcut it's, it's, uh, Well it's a, it's a shortcut To it's...
0: unhappiness
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cheat code.
1: Yeah. 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 From, I mean, it's been, it's now my second quarter uh, with Ascend. And I can see this as a re- recurring pattern that uh, maybe pornography starts out as a novelty, as, as I don't know, something, uh, something new, something interesting. Um, very quickly it turns into... Complacency, and we just had this week actually, or this past week, the the topic of the, of the week uh, was justification.
0: Yeah,
1: and I felt that so much. Like it's pornography use, masturbation. That happens through justification, not through being authentic and courageous and uh, a person of integrity who, like, yeah, you elaborated here, who strives for the things that um, that cost a lot in terms of effort, like a happy marriage, but who takes just shortcuts into quick gratification. But that does not come without a cost. It just doesn't. And uh, the sooner, I think the sooner anyone can understand and realize this, that this is coming with a cost and this cost is actually incredibly huge it's yeah. making me a terrible person it's making me a person that's settling that's kind of conforming and falling in on himself and uh destroying my characters destroying my uh spirit It's destroying my ambitions It's destroying my capacity for future fulfillment in a relationship the sooner that can be realized, I think the picture becomes clear, and the choice then of what to do also becomes clear, but it's the fogginess it's the fogginess that we stay in that keeps us I think trapped and uh yeah, and to get rid of that fogginess yeah.
0: so this is the fogginess what you're talking about is like if you. I read a study that within two or three weeks, you can get used to any environment, right? So if you go to a new place, it takes about two or three weeks to feel like adapted to that place. And it could be hot climate, cold climate, new country, different language. I've really tested that because I travel a lot and it's very much true. Um, But So for example, I live very close to a beach and it's a local beach. Just a mile down that way is like a tourist beach and it's immaculate. Like perfect sand, perfect waves, perfect ocean. On our beach, we live by all the locals, it's where all the garbage washes up, right? And it's so disgusting. You know, they do clean it up every now and again, but today I I was out there uh, in the morning and there were styrofoam boxes that washed up, like all plastic. Just all sorts of nasty stuff was washing up. And if I'm not careful, I could just get used to that, right? But through my life of prayer, through connecting with God, through remembering what this is supposed to look like and what it looks like naturally without our human intervention Mm -hmm. of destroying it, then I can, like, if you stop being sensitive to the fact that this is heartbreaking to God and to nature and to the fish that live in this place, we're ruining their home. Like... It's that it's, it, it, I will always be uncomfortable so long as I take care of myself and my perspective. And same with some people will be comfortable in their own misery because they're not sensitive to what their life could be like, because they're not having enough conversations with people who can remind them of what life could be, right? Somebody who's living a, a life that's very robust and fulfilling and bright, they're living in the high noon light. But also, uh, having that relationship with God, that God can stir that up in you, spirit world can stir that up in you, to, to be like, oh man, this is not what my life is meant to be like. So that you can feel uncomfortable in your misery, so that you can get enough motivation to get out of it. Because that's a very dangerous place to be, is comfortably miserable. I don't know if you've seen that cat poo lady online, have you seen that? It's the nastiest thing I've ever seen. It's a lady who won't throw out her cat poo and her whole house is just cat poo everywhere and she walks on a mountain oh. of garbage and cat poo and it is the most like disgusting like thing externally but if you think about the metaphor of us having cat poo in our minds that's porn. Cat poo in in our relationships is like resentment that we have for anybody. We're living like that. It's disgusting when we see it outside. I was like, oh my God, that's disturbing. But we live like that and we carry that stuff around because we're comfortable, unless we're sensitive to God and unless we have good perspective from good conversations, we become comfortable living disgusting lives. And that's like, you know, when we let hate anywhere near us, it's like, you know, inviting a guy in with a knife and he's covered in blood is like, hey man, I just killed somebody. Can I come in your house? I'm like, no. Get out, what are you, I'm calling the cops, right? But yet we let these thoughts into our mind. Murderous thoughts, angry thoughts, resentful thoughts. You know, all this stuff, it's in our minds, it's in our hearts, it's in our spirits. And the only way you get it out is through conversing with other people who are alive, to remember what life is like, and to pray, and to have, and to dig into the words so that it creates that spark of life in you. And you're like, ah, man, i have been asleep at the wheel. I need to wake up. And nobody can do that for you because some people are like, "Oh, just watch another motivational video on YouTube." That doesn't do it. it doesn't do it. You gotta, you gotta do the work. You gotta dig inward. You know. Um, you can catch it a little bit from somebody who is alive, but even that spark doesn't ignite into a flame unless you nurture it, and unless you do something with it. And that's the internal work. And it's frustrating for us, right, as leaders and as caregivers because you can see somebody and they know that they're miserable but they just don't care enough that they're miserable to do anything about it and it's really hard to watch that's the difficult part about this work and working with addicts of any kind is because some people are really like yeah my life is falling apart but I guess I'll fix it tomorrow and like oh please don't do this to <laughs> like, they have yeah. to they have to do it themselves
2: yeah yeah I think the the critical part of that is actually um overcoming the situation. The um going back to the subject of like, you know, being mediocre. Mediocre yeah. is being comfortable with the with the miserable situation of having cat poop in your house. <laughs> but it's a great metaphor, think, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a great metaphor, I'll use it. <laughs> but <clears throat> But I think, like, you know, greatness, in order to do something great, I really think that it requires adversity. It requires something facing very difficult situations. And going back to, like, uh, what pornography does is it gives us an escape to just hide in our room from the cat poops ignore (laughs) ignore the bad things like i always uh look at my ascend group right now and they're like uh i'm especially on the very on the brothers that really have very difficult situations Um, they don't know uh, why they run to pornography but when we talk it out like on -on one-on-one mentoring sessions they usually say, "Ah, oh, it's because I don't like my life but I don't want to do anything anymore. Yeah. I, I don't want to do anything to fix it. Yeah. So they they use porn as an as an escape. Sure. But the ending is like after pornography, after the escape, you still have to deal with dozens of cat a mountain of cat poop in your house. <laughs> So that's a really negative uh, effect of what porn does to, especially brothers. Because we, as brothers, I think in a household, it has to be, uh, we have to help each other. But a brother must support uh, his wife in the difficult situations, especially um, in the in the very difficult situations where everything is like against you a brother should be strong I mean a husband should be strong to lead the flock <laughs> to lead the flock or to lead the household and if a person is in that hole of pornography and masturbation he won't really face that adversity with much strength as he could have without porn or basically destroys not only uh our will to overcome adversities but also destroys the future of our families and uh because just to escape yeah so it'll just run to okay i'll we don't have rent we don't have electricity okay i'll just go to porn (laughs) so it gives us an escape so that's very problematic in the future yeah You know what you need to
1: overcome challenges? There's a list of these five very nice virtues (laughs) that are are really helpful in terms of like orienting yourself in life and being a useful person. Uh, The high noon five virtues, right? Porn is the opposite of that. Like participating in uh, (laughs) watching pornography, masturbating. That robs you of those virtues. It's very clear. (laughs) <laughs> Super clear. We don't need to do scientific research on that. It's clear. Anyone who's uh, just I don't know masturbated does not come out of that with courage. Does not feel like they're a person of integrity. Uh, they are really far away from grace. They they are not receptive to grace. They 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 think like that they're the most trash person ever. Probably in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. <coughs> It's basically a kind of poison Mm -hmm. that robs you of any kind of ability to make something better of your life and yeah it's a sad situation
0: well ultimately you're betraying your dreams right and that just hurts if you have clear values and we use five virtues because I really feel like values have been used by some very sketchy people like uh, but virtues are things that you champion things that you like I want this in my life and uh, what I noticed so we had this conversation last night in in one of my groups is um, so honesty like the idea of feeling liberated you want the experience of liberation when you're holding when you're holding a heavy weight you've made a mistake you just wish you could stop feeling guilty stop feeling ashamed of yourself and you wish it could all just go away wishing doesn't do anything it causes you to make further and further like keep on digging like in that earlier analogy but then the quickest way is by being honest with somebody in your life and receiving their grace is the only process of really being truly liberated for your mistakes and so there is a clear process in a particular order for getting back to health and to stop settling for mediocrity, but it involves other people, always. And people wanna figure it out for themselves, but you can't. You need, you need other people to in order to get back to figuring out what it is that you want in life and to, to, to allow yourself to get those things, right? So those virtues are important, but it's like a combination, right? Uh, of, okay, in this situation, uh, you need to allow yourself to have grace And then you need to be honest And then you'll receive grace And this is like the, the ebb and flow So I do agree uh, It's working out those muscles um, But it's also recognizing that You know, your body will tell you That you're sick way before you get sick um, But you most people just don't listen to their body Right? Oh, every time I eat this I get indigestion Stop eating that, right? I'll just keep on eating it. I knew this one girl, every time she'd she get migraine headaches, every time she'd drink alcohol, and I was like, maybe you shouldn't drink alcohol. She's like, no, I like it. It's like, well, your body sure doesn't, right? But, okay, whatever. Uh, like, there We're getting these signs in our body. We're getting these signs in our heart. Hey, maybe I shouldn't hang out with this person because I get very depressed when I do. You need to start listening to those things Uh, in order to stop being mediocre but those things are bringing you down settling for foods that make you sick thoughts that make you depressed or people that make you depressed or whatever you got to work all this out in order to uh, it's all slowly little things that are pulling you down Um, they all need to be healed doesn't mean you got to cut off all food and all friends and all that but it's figuring out what, why they're bringing you down and resolving that and so that you stop getting brought down and porn is definitely a major factor in bringing you down and you cannot just cut it out of your life and say everything's going to be okay you have to figure out why you were going to porn and get it in its original form it's all emotional based you got to do the work and where do they where do they do that work guys where where where's a good place for them to work on their sexual integrity do you know anywhere facebook.com what is it
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) amazon.org what is it
1: (laughs) it's Heiner.org. yo (laughs) yo yo. yeah yeah uh there's no need to pretend that we we can do it alone or by ourselves i mean It's our experience already. Many guys have gone through this of like saying, okay, now is the last time and I'll never do it again. And guess what? And then they do it again. Because doing things just alone and without help and support, um, without even practicing what Andrew was just saying here, this process of honesty and receiving grace, without this aspect, I don't know. I don't know even if 1% of, uh, of people can overcome... Uh, pornography just by themselves just sheer out of their own will I decided today is the last day and from now I will never do it again and then they actually never do it again (laughs) I'm not sure if anyone can actually do it that way even though we'd like to because then actually that's also kind of a comfortable way no one needs to know about our past no one needs to know about uh, our shadows and and we can leave that behind and it would be great if it worked like that it doesn't it doesn't the way that we get into it is through hiding through shadows through um through yeah through hiding through isolation the antidote is naturally the opposite and it's just the way it works and high noon i really believe is the place for it i've seen it in my past quarter after i mean yeah it's 90 days well, ascend is 90 days and people get like oh my god it's 90 days online program i'm not sure if i can do that well listen, like, what's important? <laughs> what's important to you, right? And I've, I've seen it, okay, for the 80 days of that, it was hard and nothing seemed to be working and um, it wasn't clear what's really the way out. Okay, we went through all these materials and everything, but it was the 85th day or whatever, where something clicked and the process of healing could start for everyone it's a different journey but I think joining a program on High Noon it's for us in this church community it's amazing that this resource exists it's amazing that this organization exists these people exist who give their time freely to help others to come out of this and that there's a whole tool set there's a whole curriculum there's a whole system built up of how to do this well how to help people well yeah um uh, I really believe in this and I think everyone should uh join a high noon program not only when they're struggling but yeah. as preventative work as maintenance I had a guy last quarter who joined just to maintain just to, like he was healthy he was actually doing really well he just joined just because to, to keep it up and that was great for him I, I really saw how great that was for him so yeah yeah
0: Uh, And if you are single And you don't struggle with porn We also have the CORE program Which will be launching, I hear Worldwide soon And if you're a couple Who wants to stay Very far away from mediocrity Join the Radiant program uh, In order to Like, do you want to go to the gym Because your doctor says You're going to die if you don't Or do you want to just get really fit So that you can play with your kids And... When you want to see a bus, you can catch the bus without breaking a sweat because you're in good shape, right? That's that. That's just, the, there's so many side benefits to being healthy. Why not just be healthy? Why wait until you're in a crisis to join the gym? Same thing with your sexual integrity. Yeah. Any last words, Jude?
2: Yeah, and people often choose restoration even though it's very difficult and they they just don't go to the <laughs> to the uh straight path when we were fundraising people usually for example we have a goal of 1000 peso and if you did 900 peso you will do uh like a condition for the other 100 peso and the people would often choose the condition instead of doing the goals eh. <laughs> and it's very hard it's it's either 100 minutes uh reading 100 minutes 100 full bow 100 minutes prayer etc and people would always choose the the restoration and my captain always says why do you choose restoration just not you don't hit your goal and doing ascend or doing any joining any hined programs Is like hitting that goal, but when everything is already like in an emergency state or in a like not hitting that goal state, if you join it, yeah, you will be good, but it's much harder, but it'll be more difficult too. So, this is what I have noticed also, but yeah, you know, it's difficult. Because, like I said a while ago, uh, greatness requires adversity. But it's difficult because you will be great afterwards. It's difficult because you will, bec- uh, you will become a greater person afterwards. You will become a changed person. And it's not just one person that's helping you. This High Noon is a whole community of international uh, people. Black, white, yellow, red. I hope I'm not being racist but (laughs) but just imagine those types of people from across the world loving you makes everything although difficult makes everything worth it and the most important thing is that they give you this if you're lost they give you this vision of being that great person that God wants you to be and the key is joining a high noon program
0: sweet good sales tactic guys i like it yeah so um mediocrity is bullcrap uh find out where in your life you're settling and look at the consequences at scale of if you just keep on living like that Where does that lead and what do you miss out on what, what's the opportunity cost but also um what is accumulating right there's like there's stuff that accumulates that cat poo it accumulates in your mind in your heart in your relationships and high noon is not about being perfect it never is and it never will be about being perfect it's about continually clarifying what are your ideals and never settling for giving up on your ideals always working towards them and doing it together with other people so part of that is. Figuring out where you're completely not living up to your ideals. And we can help you get there. So, great call. Thank you guys for this session. And uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you in your local village. I don't know what that means. I'll see you when we see you. Take care. Say bye, guys.
1: Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. Philippines number one. Hey, did you know that our team wants to do more events? Well, if you want to bring the High Noon message to your community or group, then
0: let us know and we'll try to work something out. There's a simple application that you can fill out right now at highnoon.org/invite, and one of our team members will get back to you to see what's possible. That's highnoon.org/invite. All right, see you in the next
2: episode.